Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Coach Murphy, the varsity boys soccer coach at Marist School. Glad to have you with us today. Um, this, of course, is our Marist Boys Soccer Podcast um, being conducted here in the podcast booth in the lower library on campus of Marist School. And throughout the course of the series, I aim to interview players and uh, coaches, parents, athletic directors, others, um, to be to give us a picture, I think, an insight into the Marist soccer experience. And so I am super psyched today to have with us two uh, Marist students who have actually transferred into Marist this year from out of the country. We will talk more about that. We have with us here today both Andy and Rodrigo Caprillas. Did I pronounce that last name correctly? Yes, yeah. it's great to be here. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for inviting us. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. I have to tell you both something real quick, which is when I envisioned this whole podcast series over the summer, um, doing this podcast was one of the first ideas that I came up with. We had a conversation, Andy, you and I, at the soccer field this summer. Do you remember? Yes, I And remember. I think, Rodrigo, you were there, too. You kind of came over as well. Yeah, I think mid-conversation, maybe. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I have not, obviously, not the same experience. And we'll, we're going to talk a, a lot today about your background, which is fascinating to me. Um, but I, too, transferred in the middle of my high school years right. in, into, I'm going to say this very silently, into St. Pius, <laughs> um, <laughs> and from out of state. And so I, I, I know something of what it's like uh, to be a new student. Andy, of course, you are a junior, a new yeah. junior this year. And Rodrigo, you're a new ninth grader. Yeah. A little bit different from you for you, Rodrigo, because half of your grade is new. Exactly. But so it's a lot easier for me than, I, than Andy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think for, so. For However, sure. still, you're, you're, you've come from out of the country, and yeah. that's quite a transition for you. It is. Well, good. All right, boys. Um, so let's begin. Uh, I'm going to ask you sort of a softball question. By the way, are you guys nervous at all? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. A little, little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wait, you don't do these podcasts all the time? No, no not no. at all. <laughs> First time. <laughs> all right, very good. Um, so let, let me ask, uh, let's get this out of the way first, because I know that this is sort of a burning question on everybody's mind. Uh, who's the better soccer player? Oh, definitely me. <laughs> that was, okay. let the record show, that was uh, Andy speaking, by the way. Yeah, Rodrigo? Yeah. I, I agree with that. Definitely. You do? It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's never been different. It's only because of age, though. That's the only I difference. I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> by the time I'm a junior, I'm going to be better than him. Whoa, whoa. I, I don't believe so, but he, he can dream. He can dream. <laughs> he can dream. Andy, I will say to you that I, I bumped into your brother, Rodrigo, the other day in the hallway, and, he, and I asked this very same question. And you know what he said? He said, without question, I am the better soccer wow. player. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just <That's> kidding. <laughs> I'm making that up. Sorry. I don't mean, I don't mean to start any sibling rivalry <laughs> here. Um, There's already history there. So. Ah. Well, actually, let me ask this question. Um, Rodrigo, let me ask you first. What is it you admire about your brother's abilities as a soccer player? That he has a good left foot, but that's because that's his dominant foot, and <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, but that's it. his definitely his physicality and his yeah. he can header the ball very well in the box mm -hmm. with corners. I think mm -hmm. that's easily the most way he scores goals, right? Yeah, that and free kicks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> his free kicks they're questionable. Usually they definitely go off target, but <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but <laughs> Some of them, I haven't seen many of them, but some of them are maybe like bottom left, not like, you know, curved top right. But 
No, that's I, I disagree with that completely. I, <laughs> for instance, spoken I, like a true sibling. I, at UFA, my most recent free kick, it actually went in. It was a goal, and it oh. it, it brought us up two one against uh, a team from South Carolina. Well, Andy, uh, let me ask you this: What do you admire about Rodrigo's abilities on the field? There's so little to say. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. Um, Seriously, what what stands out to you? What are among his talents? I think for his age, especially his speed, it can mm-hmm. he can definitely improve on it a lot as well. I think we were all born into a family with like good speed, yeah. especially because my older brother, who now goes to uh, Universidad de Navarra mm-hmm. in Spain, mm-hmm. he's he's a sprinter and he loves to do track and field. He does cross country as well. So I think we all inherited like a good running gene and especially during sprinting. So for his age, he's, he's a very quick player. Nice, that's awesome. So boys, I, I wanna just say again, thank you for being here today. And of kind of the purpose of, of the podcast is to give the two of you an opportunity to, um, to be introduced, as it were, to the Marist community, right? It can be hard, it can be difficult being a new student, especially from as far afield as you have come, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Because y'all don't have a whole lot of connections to players or, or folks in the Atlanta area, though I know you used to live here for a time, yeah, um, which we'll touch on. But uh, but no, I just thought that doing a podcast series with the two of you would be a good way for uh, folks in your in your class to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, so let's talk about your history a little bit. So, um, Rodrigo, let me ask you, I understand that you guys, uh, or I could be wrong about this, were you both born in Atlanta? Yeah, yes, we were. Okay. And uh, here, um, what, at like Northside or something? Uh, Brookhaven, right? I, I don't yes. remember much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you don't remember? I <laughs> lived here until I was seven, and yeah. till nine, right? Yeah, nine years old. Uh, and where, where were you in school during those years? We went to OLA, all, all yeah. three of us. And mm-hmm. I left in third grade. And I left end of uh, first grade. End of first grade. Yeah. And so, by the way, you had mentioned your older brother. Yes. And he is how old? He is now 18, 18 turning 19 in November. Yes. Okay. And he's at his freshman year of college studying medicine. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so when you were young then, um, you then moved away. Yes. To where first? We went first to Lyon in France, and we went to ISL, the International School of Lyon, mm-hmm. and we stayed there for three years. Yeah, and then... After that, we went to Germany, to Frankfurt, for yeah. four years, and we went to FIS, which is the Frankfurt International School. There. Okay, let's go, let's talk first about your experience in Lyon. Um, so you were, Andy, beginning your fourth grade year, more or less, Yes. right? And Rodrigo, what, your second grade second year? Second grade, yeah. So what was that transition like? Did you, for example, did you know the language? Did you speak the language? Um, absolutely not. We spoke no, no French, French whatsoever. whatsoever. Wow. Luckily, though, the school was in English, being an international school. And our our Spanish that we speak, because our parents are Venezuelan, so we speak it at home, that really helped with the understanding and developing of our French very, very quickly, because the two are very similar. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you had mentioned your parents are Venezuelan. Yes. Uh, born and raised there. Yes. So yeah. what brought them over to the United States? Um, I think for my dad, it was uh, to get his master's degree up at BU okay. in Boston University. And then my mom followed once they got married and they moved in together. Rodrigo, do you know, is that where they met in college? 
no, they they met by a friend, I think, okay. in Venezuela yeah. when right. they were going to a party, I think. Yes. <laughs> so then, how did they? Um, how did you end up in Lyon? Um, we ended up in Lyon because my dad's job, mm -hmm. that his company got bought by a French company. Okay. So then they, well, we were forced to move to to France. Okay, and so. Uh, Rodrigo, prior to moving to Lyon, had you guys started playing soccer already here in the U.S.? Uh, I remember. I mean, I started soccer when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. I think I played for the OLA first grade team. Sure, sure. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I played definitely with my dad. He was my first, like, trainer. And I played with my brothers as well. And uh, Andy and our older brother, Fed, actually played on the same OLA team, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was also coached by my dad and uh, a good friend of his. So was your father a player growing up himself? He he was, yes. And then I, I guess he just liked it so much that he decided yeah. to, to coach us when we were at OLA. Yeah. And your mom, did she play? No. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no she, she's learned to understand the game and yeah, watch sure. the game, especially because, well, we, we love it. Yeah. My dad as well. We watch Real Madrid, which is our team. Mm -hmm. And but from that, she's learned to watch it, learned to, I guess, love it in a sense, which is which is good because our family from Venezuela and from my dad's side and my mom's side are both big on soccer as well. Yeah. OK, Rodrigo, let me ask you, what do you remember about? Of course, it was so long ago and you were so young. But what do you remember about that transition to Leon? I remember for me, at least it wasn't that difficult because I was young enough to like where hey, you're new, you want to be my friend? Yeah, like yeah, It was yeah, still sure. that stage. Okay, I, I get that. Young. Yeah. And it was quite a small um, school and quite a small class. So it was very easy to transition, in my opinion. Everybody was very accepting. and I get, But it was quite hard leaving uh, Atlanta because mm -hmm. all friends and family. But they were, it was an easier and smoother transition than I thought it would have been. So sure. you had mentioned it was an international school. Yeah. What was the general makeup of the student body? Were they uh, many Americans or were they from all over the world? It was mix, right? European. It, it was a big mix, especially because, well, grades were really, really small, like a max of maybe 20 people per oh, grade. Oh, per grade, wow. Not, yeah. not mm -hmm. class, just mm -hmm. grade in general. And so you got some people from Asia, some, some French, some um, Albanian, and some American. It, it was pretty much all over the world. Yeah. So uh, what was the soccer like when you did you start playing, picking up on teams there in Lyon? Uh, yes, we both played for a local club that mm -hmm. we lived in in the town called Saint-Foy-le-Lyon. <laughs> and uh, that's I think that was our first like actual club. club. Yeah. OK. And then there was also I guess you could say like a mini school team, but it was yeah. more just like practice. Right. Yeah, it Not was more to, to kick about and have fun and learn yeah. the game. So, when, by the way, when you played on your, your club team there in Lyon at such a young age, um, did they speak English? No. No. It mm -hmm. was how did you French. How did you cope with that? Like that Because was your French was non-existent. It, yeah, it was non-existent, but uh, I guess a lot of facial expressions and hand oh gestures gosh, was wow. the real language that we had to use with mm -hmm. like communicating with players or coaches or things like that yeah that that i remember that it was more like the french kids who were like 
actually good at soccer because I was <laughs> I was just starting. These kids have been playing like club for most of their lives already. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I remember it was mostly French kids, and then you had like others, and there were two teams, which was like A team and then the B team, and I was part of the B team, so it was like the <laughs> others. But the B team coach was very very nice. And he understood the position that most of the kids were in. Mm-hmm. So he tried as much as he could to speak English with us, which was very nice. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. So um, after Lyon, Rodrigo, you had mentioned earlier that from there you went on to Germany. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Andy, tell us about that. Where in Germany were you? Right. So we went to Frankfurt, attended Frankfurt International <laughs> School. We went there for four years. Um, that's where Fed graduated. He got his IB diploma because it's an IB school. And uh, we played soccer at school and club for the entire time we were there, yeah. I think. Yeah. So what grades was that for you, Andy? For me, that was f- beginning seventh grade all the way to the end of 10th grade. Oh, okay. And then, um, excuse me. <coughs> I apologize. Rodrigo? And then for me, it was start of fifth grade and end of eighth grade. Okay, so tell me what the soccer was like. Ooh. I think I think <laughs> it was it was very very good. Yeah. Like the the skill level was amazing. It was mm-hmm. more of a um, of a team sport in Tactical. Germany than there yeah. was in France. In France, it was more like technical. You dribble, you do what you do, and it's like I guess it's more like a, a solo sport in air quotes, of course, because mm-hmm. soccer is a team sport. But I think in Germany, it was more of team-related things. Yeah, it was definitely a lot more tactical and more about the game, for sure, and how you could play as a team and not as an individual. That's interesting. So there was sort of a um, difference in, what would we say, like sort of a philosophical approach yeah. Yeah. between your youth club in Lyon and the other in Germany, yeah? Yeah. Fascinating. And that yeah. might have to do a little bit with just the age yeah. because, okay, sure. you know, smaller kids, they like to have the ball more at their feet. <laughs> but I, I think if we were to go back now, it'd be more or less the, the same type of thing. You'd see a bunch of people with the ball at their feet mm-hmm. kind of hogging it and just Skilling, dribbling. Sure. Dribbling, yeah. so. so what positions did you guys begin uh, <laughs> gravitating towards? Who? Um, I, I always liked the defensive part of the field mm-hmm. um in seventh grade i i played as a center back slash left back um then in eighth grade they moved me up to to a striker yeah then ninth grade i dropped back again to a center back and then 10th grade left back okay this that was all for for school okay and rodrigo how about you so for me, I, in France, I started off goalie, but then I noticed I was scared of the ball. So, like, so <laughs> that was that was not a good approach to be a goalie. <laughs> so then, um, I started playing right back in like fifth grade, sixth grade, and then in seventh grade, they wanted to put me as more of a right mid or right wing mm-hmm. for a club. So I did that, and then for school, they wanted to put me more as a left back because yeah. we didn't have a left back, but we had like two right backs, including myself. So now I like playing right back or left back so I can fluctuate between and there's definitely a different style of playing there in between the two positions. Yeah. Let's talk about academics for a minute. How how were academics different? Were were classes for example structured differently there than they are here? Is the progression different? Do they have 
high school years? Do they have middle school? How does that work over there in Germany? Well, I would say first off, like the high school years, you don't see a big change as you do here. Mm -hmm. Like our, our school was from pre-K, which would be first steps. Yeah, first steps. It was it was called first steps over there, which is mm -hmm. basically pre-K. Yeah. All the way till twelfth grade, all on the same campus. Okay. So rather than here, you have different middle schools, and you have them transitioning all into a big high school, which is very very different. Yeah, and for sure, like academic-wise in classes, um, it's definitely more about like tricky work it's more about working as a class and learning together and everybody kind of enjoying it and not as much homework here i find that there's an insane yes, amount of homework there's, there's, right? a, there's a lot there's of homework a here bunch of homework here mm -hmm. but in germany it's definitely more about critical thinking and learning how to solve problems as a group and yeah. as an individual but fascinating do do you prefer it that way in my opinion yes i think so too especially because there was a, a rule in, mm -hmm. in Germany oh, where yeah. you were not allowed, the teachers were not allowed to give you homework due the next day. No way. Or they weren't allowed to give you homework on holidays yeah. or from Friday to Monday. Now, to be sure, was this just a rule unique to that school? Or do you think it was sort of a, a, a common th in German no, school? No, I, I think, think it, it was, was pretty common, to be honest. And you couldn't have more than two tests per day, which yeah. was nice as well. Now, was this a private school, a, uh, a religious school even? Uh, no. no, not okay. really. It could not be religious due to it being international. I see. So okay. there is no uniform. Uh, right. The holidays would be every, every Jewish holiday, yeah. Muslim holiday, Christian holiday, because they have to include everybody. Exactly. Correct. And what was the name of the school again? Frankfurt International School. Frankfurt International. Okay. Wow. No homework. That yeah. is not the merest way. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. I, I, I have to say, I, I, as a teacher, I, I, I agree that we give far too much homework here at Marist. <laughs> That's very, very true. Um, okay, so uh, then following your experience there in Frankfurt, um, well, let me ask this first b before we move on from Frankfurt. Um, what were your friendships like? Did you Obviously, you made your friends mostly in school. Yes. Um, yeah. But... Beyond that, did you did you have friends in the in the community you lived in the neighborhood you lived in? And by the way, how was your German for heaven's sake? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> definitely my brother's German, Andy, was the best out of the whole family. <laughs> but we could definitely understand it and yeah. speak it to a point. But it was really nice because Germany is like really really diverse, especially mm -hmm. Frankfurt, since it's like a center of banks and working. So there's a lot of um, variety of people there that most people actually spoke English, which was kind of nice as well. I wouldn't say kind of nice. It was really it was, nice. It was really <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> it, it was uh, really useful, especially for the first year, ordering at restaurants, uh, trying to get something in the supermarket. You could go up to someone and ask them in English, and they would understand you. Yeah. yeah. Is there a particular food that you uh, enjoyed over there that you miss not being, miss being over here? We had a, a sushi restaurant Ooh. that we went to <laughs> practically so every week yeah. where... Um, every Friday. Every Friday. Mm -hmm. And I would... As a family or just... Yeah, yeah. Family. Okay. as a family. Oh, nice. And I would usually be the one ordering on the phone because of uh, COVID, we had to do takeaway. Mm -hmm. So 
whenever I would order, it got to a point where they would recognize my voice and they would already know my order. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, Mr. Caprillis. So yeah, we got your order. You can just come pick it up in 40 minutes. And so we, we built a good relationship with the owner and it, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was really nice. I also missed one. It's Austrian, but Kaiserschmeisen. Remember that? <laughs> Kaiserschmann. Kaiserschmann. It's <laughs> like pancake dough uh-huh. that's fried and you have these little like little what would you call them um little raisins no the pieces like what size were they they're like golf ball size i'd say bite size bite size yeah (laughs) and they were i don't know okay so they were covered in some type of they were doused in powdered sugar and then they also had some type of like preserve or like jam or something on top i think it was either like strawberry raisin or raspberry and that was just so good. You it can make them at home. Yes, <laughs> you, you, you could. Yeah. Okay, so when did you learn that you were then moving back to the States? How, how did your parents tell you that? It was, so the, the, con- the contract my dad signed was originally two years in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. But that would make it so uh, my brother would have to do his senior year here. And in the IB, it's a two-year program, so you would go from 11th and 12th grade. You get the same classes, same teachers, practically the same work. It's over the course of two years. So he decided, let's move it to four years instead of two. So Fed could finish his college off, or not college, his high school career there and get his IB diploma. So we, we got a hint at it at around maybe year three while we were living there. Yeah. But it wasn't 100% certain what was going to happen. There was there was a time where we could have gone to, to China. Yeah, even. China, Brazil, wow. Canada. Really? Yeah, those were like the options in what, like January of the last year we were there. But then by maybe February, it started closing in slowly. And by what, January, March, April, May? Like April or May? Yeah. It was it w- like pretty Atlanta. much certain yeah. that we were going to move back here. All right. So when did you then arrive back in in, in Atlanta? Uh, we arrived late July. In okay, so middle of summer, late July. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you got hooked up into uh, the club system. Yes. yes. Uh, he plays right now at Concord, and yeah. I play at UFA. At UFA. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask this: wh- uh, What's the soccer experience like? How does it compare with, for example? How are training sessions similar or different? How is the coaching similar or different or even sort of approaches or philosophy? You had noted earlier that there was sort of a discernible difference between the soccer experience you had in Lyon versus that in Frankfurt. Right. Where does the American club system fit in in all of that? How does it compare? So this is I like to say here they play soccer. I play football. Because it is so different, the different, style yeah. of playing. In what way? Not only, so cl- one for club. Club in Europe, it's year long. There's a season yeah. and you have like at least 50 games about <clears throat> year round. And it's just here, I've heard at least that it's like one small little season with like 18 games or something. You play each team twice and that's it. 
and then you have tournaments, and then it ends because of school teams. So I find that really, really bizarre. Mm. Yeah, we would, back in Germany, you would have to uh, decide or or, like or play for both. Yeah, uh, like I would play for both my club team and the school soccer team during the fall season because over there it was a fall sport. And the the club season started around maybe August, September, ends maybe May, around around that time of year. So you would play through the, the freezing winter and the yeah. freezing snow that falls <laughs> all from let's say about November, December to November. March. Yeah, yeah. So like y- the professional leagues do. Yeah, yeah. So you'd play through through all of it, and sometimes if it's if it's just unplayable outside, you would do indoor soccer yeah and and so that was that was really fun but here at least for my team i i really enjoy playing at ufa there's um it's a good dynamic it's a very very good team and the style of play isn't what i would thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be more like what i've seen from 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 rodrigo's club which is like a kickball kick kind of thing mm-hmm. where you put a bunch of through balls in and you let the striker run onto it and you pray for the best. Yeah. Right. But this more of a direct style. Yeah. But yours is more indirect. You're saying, yeah, it, it's a good build up. Um, my, my coach is one of the assistant coaches at Oglethorpe. So I mm-hmm. think that really, really helps because he has a lot of experience with maybe some foreign players, players like uh, coach Micah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I got really lucky with my team. So for me, I since I arrived late at Concord, they put me at the bottom team for 07. But the coach there, he he said I was way too good for them, so he moved me up to his 06 team. And now I play for both of those teams. Okay. Though I'm kind of dropping the 07 one because they're, they're not the best in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's very much... I like the style of playing possession, keep the ball at the back, and once you see an opening, you go directly for it. So, But here, my coach is telling us, get the ball. Once you get the ball, either lob it into the box for the strikers or just pass it straight to the center mid so they could do that, Mm -hmm. which I find is a lot more Mm energy-consuming and, in my opinion, a lot more time-wasting because it's not a strategic game. It's just... Do this. If it doesn't work, do it again. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, how has your transition to Maris been? I think it's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Um, just the teaching has been very different, which I, I know personally I'm still trying to get used to. In, in what way or ways is it different? Like it, it, it Besides homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, here I feel like a lot of, peop- a lot of teachers, they, they lecture you and they just – talk about the things that you should know Mm -hmm. and they don't actually like make sure that you actually know what's going on like they don't like teach it you know in a way uh so i feel like i'm having to do a lot of the the learning by myself as another piece of homework that i have to do while over there if you wouldn't understand something they uh the teachers i guess they'd like pick up on it instantly and they would go over it with you and make sure that the entire class knows what's going on and they would practice and practice and make sure that everyone's on the same page sounds like it's a more perhaps more student-centered learning environment it's more in frankfurt yeah it's more involved and a lot more a 
bunch more participation by everybody in the classroom is what I find the big difference from here in mm -hmm. Germany is. How about socially? I mean, Andy, it's hard coming in as a new junior, it is. right? I'm I mean, yeah. because uh, so many friendships are already formed and all of that. Right. And of course, friendships, as they are always, you know, made on shared experiences. You haven't really yet participated in the Mara soccer community, right? Because right. we don't start until January. Um, exactly. So how's the transition gone for you so far? Yeah, it, it was definitely hard at first. I'm one of three new students in our grade, mm -hmm. um, which is, I, it's fine. I mean, I guess I'm used to being the new student by now, um, but I, I have reconnected with some old friends that I made back in OLA, and I know who that- Who are here at Maris? Yes, who are here at Maris. Who is that? Uh, Cole Stevens, uh -huh. he's, he's someone who I met at OLA. Will Langman as well. Mm -hmm. um, someone like Colby Greco, Gabe Cantuaria was an mm -hmm. old friend. Really, awesome. Yeah, our, our families were, were good friends back when, yeah. we, when we used to live here. Our dad coached the OLA team, so and he was part of it as well. Yeah. So, so uh, Rodrigo, how's the transition going for you socially? It's, I find that it's definitely easier because mm -hmm. there's like one third of my grade is new, like a hundred people are new or right, something. Right. Unlike Andy, which is three people. But it's definitely, it's also hard as well because these people come from schools that they know, like they've made friends at that school and they know that they're also going to Marist. Mm -hmm. So they have like friends here and old, like from their old school, so. Yeah. But I've definitely connected with some old friends as well from OLA, and it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be, thanks good. to them. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Who are, who are y'all's peer leaders, by the way? Uh, mine was Spencer Schoenberg. Okay. Mine was Michael Schoenberg. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> the two brothers? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. I know those boys really well. Uh, well, listen, uh, guys, I have to tell you, you had you had mentioned at the outset that you were a little bit nervous, but y'all did amazing. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Y'all are so poised <laughs> Thank you uh, for much. your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have been extraordinarily nervous at your age to be in this uh, in this setting. But yeah, I mean, remarkably poised and I really enjoyed the conversation. We did too. Um, I have to say, I'm really glad that you guys are here at Thank Marist. You. Thank Marist you. needs you know, different perspectives and different <laughs> viewpoints, you know, and so given your life experience thus far, having lived abroad as you have, I think you have a lot to offer the community. And, and of course, from a soccer perspective, we're super excited to, you know, to have you both uh, in the program. For sure. Yeah. I, I know I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Good, sure. good. Well, listen, uh, with that, I'm going to wrap up with my last three closing questions. These are questions, as mentioned, that I will ask every participant in the podcast. And uh, Rodrigo, let's start with you, the okay. younger. Okay. First question is this. What is your most prized possession, Rodrigo, so and why? My most prized possession is something that's called an udi. <laughs> Imagine this yeah. big, fluffy hoodie, but it goes from the hood all the way down to, like, your shins. <laughs> so it's like I like to see it as like a wearable blanket mm -hmm. and I just all around my house I walk around with it I loved it and I still <laughs> do it's amazing sounds like something Pep would wear on the sideline for games very oh, fashionable yeah. by the way who do you guys follow professionally Madrid for sure Real Madrid yeah have you been to a game over there 
yes, we have. We have. Nice. Have we? Yeah. Wait. Yes. I haven't been to a Madrid game. I've been to a Real Madrid game. Uh, we also we went to an Atletico Madrid yeah. game in the new stadium, yeah. which when was it, beautiful. Yeah, when it came out like two years ago. Yeah, something something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, so that was nice. Okay, Andy, most prized possession. Um, it's this necklace that I wear uh, pretty much everywhere, except when I play soccer because I'm not allowed to. <laughs> but <laughs> it was given to me by my choir teacher back at OLA. Wow. When we were when we were moving to France, so I guess I've just kept it ever since. It's a Saint Christopher necklace. That's awesome. So it's really nice. You've been wearing that since uh, what third grade then? Yeah, pretty much. And does your choir teacher know that you continue to wear it? I don't think so. You which should, yeah. is, is unfortunate, but you should let uh, him or her know. Yeah, I lost mine. So. <laughs> 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 I think that's a very sweet gesture, Andy. I love that. Okay, uh, Andy, to you then. Um, if you could have that conversation with anybody in history, maybe, um, as I say, at a, at a nice coffee shop somewhere in Frankfurt. They right. have really good coffee shops over there, I know. <laughs> uh, who would it be and why? Um, I would pick someone who is still uh, alive and actually playing soccer today, even nice. though he doesn't start much for <laughs> Real Madrid. But my favorite player of all time is Marcelo. Vieira, mm -hmm. um, he plays left back just like me. He's got crazy hair, which is <laughs> he wants it, but it's, he it's can't amazing. have it. Um, and I, I think even off the field, he's just really, really humble. You never see him um, like bragging about something that he did. You never see him doing something super, I guess, controversial in a way. He's he's a big family man, I think too with his two kids, his wife. And uh, I, th I feel like that conversation would be amazing just to have with him. He is an unbelievable talent. Yes, yeah. he Left is. Left-footed Brazilian. Right, he's from Brazil, Yes, yeah? Brazilian. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Okay, Rodrigo, who would, who would come to mind for you? I think only because this conversation would be super interesting and I'd definitely learn a lot from it, Alex Ferguson. Like oh, really? The best I love manager. It. In my opinion, to ever exist, and then mm -hmm. of course, second is Zidane, the best Real Madrid manager ever. What would you want to ask Alex Ferguson, Sir? Alex Sir Ferguson. Alex, yeah, Sorry. Sir Alex Ferguson. So definitely, what he thinks about the game and mm -hmm. why he loves it so much, because I feel like he has such a wide perspective about it, and he's learned a lot from all over the world because he's coached so many different players from so many different regions and countries. I feel like I'd just learn a lot from him about the game itself, which yeah. would be, in my opinion, a huge advantage on its own on the field. <laughs> I could not agree more. I love that. Okay, uh, Rodrigo, back to you again. Um, what is your proudest moment? I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have a proudest moment. Mm -hmm. I guess my proudest moment was being captain of the middle school team in Germany for nice. school. That was really fun because I could just order my friends around and, do <laughs> and make them do whatever I want. But other than that, I don't really have one, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. Andy? I'd say um, around the same thing. I, I can't really tell you what my proudest moment is, but mm -hmm. one of the moments where I did feel proud of myself was when uh, back in Germany I was playing for my club team and our, our captain didn't show up and there was no like secondary captain. So the coach comes over to me, even though I don't know a lot of German, and he gives me the captain badge. 
And I was honored because even though I don't speak German, he still sees me as a leader mm. uh, of the team, which is which was amazing to me. So uh, I I tried my best to speak German with the kids, and <laughs> uh, I I think it went well. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great story. I love that. Yeah, I, I changed mine now. Uh, <laughs> that happened yeah. to me one game, and I was really? really proud. Yeah. Nice. Well, listen uh, again, boys. Um, Thank you for sharing all of that. You know, I, ha I have to say that, uh, you know, talking about proudest moments, um, if your parents have occasion to listen to this podcast, I, I think they're going to be tremendously proud of how you guys represented yourselves. And I hope so. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, you guys sound like great boys. And, uh, and again, I'm so excited Thank to you. have you both yeah. here at Maris, and I can't wait to get started with the soccer season. Yeah, uh, in sure. the spring, although it's sort of a winter sport now, isn't yeah. it? Start, <laughs> start in January. We're used to the cold, though, so yeah, I don't so. think we'll mind. Yeah, well, that's good. Okay, well, with that, um, thank you again for coming. And thank you very uh, thank much. Thank you to uh, our audience for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. All right, take care, everybody.